Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Young and Adulting. My name is Lewis, and I'm so glad that you've joined us today. We're in this season, season four, and we're answering the question, why? If you remember last season, we answered the question, how? How do I rest? How do I manage money? How do I manage my emotions? And this this season, every episode is all about a big why question. And, and today, uh, we believe that if we can answer the why, we're going to be able to get through the how, almost any, any how, any question. But today is, is the best day. This is the best episode for you to be a part of. Uh, the question is, why am I anxious? The expert, the friend, the pastor, the not stranger to the Young and Adulting podcast who is joining us today is Pastor Natalie Ferguson. Yeah. I'm so it's glad that back. you're with us again. Thanks for having me. Let's roll. I don't Catch know about us. the expert, but I'm the friend. So, oh my goodness, I've learned so much from you and Jonathan. Just watching your life, watching your leadership, yeah. watching your family. Uh, I've been challenged in so many different ways by you. You're an expert, okay? All right. So, All right. step I'll embrace into it today. It. <laughs> I'll embrace it. <laughs> Catch us up. What's uh, what's the past couple yeah. months been like for you? It's been wild. So, by the time that our viewers are listening to this right now, our Westlake Christ Fellowship location will be Hello. going strong. Services on awesome. Sundays. So we're about a week out from our grand opening currently right now. So we're wow. in that whirlwind, getting ready. Our boys are now three and one years old. So we're living off coffee and we're having a lot of fun at our house yeah. right now. Yeah. You were telling us a little bit earlier that you have a special way that your coffee is delivered in oh, the morning. Yeah. Yeah. My three-year-old yeah. makes my coffee every morning. Me and my <laughs> husband, he knows how to work the Nespresso. He knows I like the golden ones. And I mean, he's got it down. He's going to be a barista <laughs> one day. He's ready. That is, that makes Kalisa and I want to have kids <laughs> so that we can have somebody yeah. make our coffee for yeah. us. No, they might not make up in other areas, but they're helpful <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> that is awesome. Westlake is coming yes. so soon. Uh, what's your heart for the city of Westlake? We're all with you. We love you. Absolutely. We love Jonathan. What's your heart? How can we be praying with you in this season? Yeah, well, I really believe what the scriptures say that when Jesus is lifted up, He's going to draw everyone to himself. And yep. that's what we're praying over that city, that as we meet together and we worship and we lift up the name of Jesus, that people who don't even know what they're looking for are going to find Jesus. Yeah. Um, that's our prayer for that region. Yeah. Well, you've got an entire young and adulting community. Yes. We're all, we got your backs. We're cheering you on. Uh, we feel it. Yeah. That is so cool. Westlake is launching. You are incredible. And we're answering the question, why am I anxious? Whew. Yeah. That's, that's a big one. Everybody talks about the statistics in our generation. We're the most anxious, most long, right. you name it. Um, this is a real thing that we yeah. all we all go through. If there's anybody who's saying they're not anxious, then you are very deceiving yourself, and you are you're, you're anxious. We all are. Yeah. And there's so many different reasons and stressors as to why we're anxious. Um, it could yeah. be your kids, could be your work, right. could be your school, could be your fam. I mean, we could go on and on and on. But a big one is just. The, the time in the day. I don't know about you, but sometimes yeah. I feel anxious whenever, like if I could just pause time for a little bit yep. and I could work <laughs> on everything I needed to work on, well, I wouldn't be anxious anymore. 
And unfortunately, I can't do that. Yeah. I've only got 24 hours in the day and I sleep for uh, (laughs) as little or much as I can of that. So how do we, how do we not be anxious? I think a lot of it has to do with discipline. Yes. Um, We have to, we have to use the time that we've been given well, have to be a good steward of it. Absolutely. Discipline is not... A uh, very fun activity. Yeah, it doesn't really make you excited. No Good discipline. Nobody's like, man, yeah. we're gonna figure out how to get. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't think that was anyone's word for the year this year. Right. I think they skipped that. <laughs> they probably wanted less stress. Yeah. But no. Like joy. Word. Joy yep. is my word of the year. That is awesome. So how how do we do it? How do we actually get to to a place where we're not anxious? How do we yeah. get to a place where we're disciplined? Yeah. Um, maybe tell us a story, something about why you're passionate about this and, and how we can get better. Yeah, I think people are asking, they are, why am I so anxious? But then is it even possible to not right. live this way? Mm-hmm. And we know anxiety comes from a lot of different sources. It could be your brain chemistry. It could be the environment you grew up in, your history, yeah. your schedule out mm-hmm. of pace. I mean, there's so many contributing factors, but I'm so passionate about this because I really believe in the John 10, 10 life. Yeah. That we know Jesus has come to give life and give it to the full, but we also know he's come. To, the enemy has come to steal, to kill, and destroy. Wow. And it's it's real, and we feel that pressure everywhere in our life. And what's so interesting about all mental health struggles, but specifically anxiety, is the enemy doesn't even have to touch your life. Wow. He doesn't have to touch your finances. He doesn't have to be in your relationships. He doesn't have to mess with your family. He can just mess with your mind. And I think so many people are asking this question, why am I so anxious? Because they could look at their life and, you know, there aren't these big reasons, but it's because the enemy is stealing, he's killing, he's destroying, and he's not even messing in your life, he's messing in your head. Wow. Um, And I'm passionate about this because I've lived this. Like, Mm -hmm. I have a story that unfortunately has lived many years in this side, and I have, you know, some trauma in my past and just the environment that I grew up in that's contributed to it, but also just letting that run rampant and being, I chose to be a victim of my circumstances and was living in that and had just different wake up calls along the way. I know one, and I know some of our listeners, you're at college right now, but it was trying to decide what university I should go to. Yeah. And you know, you graduate high school and you're like, the world is open to me. And like, that was not an exciting feeling for me. I was crushed with that pressure and anxiety I remember it was a week before classes were going to start and I had not decided what school I was going to. Like, I'm like, I know I want to go to school. I don't know what, I can't hear God. I don't know what to, you know, I'm just in this anxious mess that summer. I couldn't be home alone. I couldn't drive at night. I was a workaholic. Like I was working nonstop because I was trying to avoid the things going on in my life. And I remember a mentor finally sat me down. I was like, Natalie, if you don't kill this fear on your life, it's gonna follow you for the rest of your life. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm, like, I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna do it. And um, I was the only school I was looking at out of state was in Florida. And I was like, I'm gonna move away. That's the scariest thing in front of me right now is oh, leaving everything. Really? So I'm like, I'm just gonna go. I'm yeah. gonna pack up. I'm gonna you know, head to Florida. And that was one of the most, like that was my line in the sand moment for my life. Mm-hmm. I had a lot to learn and work mm-hmm. out from that moment, but it was like, I'm not gonna let this fear bully me around for the rest of my life yeah i'm gonna draw a line in the sand and you know for anyone listening i would encourage you you have those moments before you they might not be as dramatic but draw a line in the sand and i've had moments since i had a 
you know, a beautiful season of just discovering I need to go back to counseling. Like, and mm-hmm. I really need to not just tackle stuff in my past or stuff in my present, my relationships, but I need to, to tackle this anxiety and, and work through it and, and work on it and work on my perfectionism and my expectations of myself. But I did want to share this statistic just yeah. as we get started. Yeah, please. Um, if you know Dr. Caroline Leaf, I am a big fan of her work, but she says this, um, that 75 to 98% of mental, physical, and behavioral illness, mental, physical, behavioral illness comes from someone's thought life. And the number was? 75 to 80%. Wow. So that means, and she goes on to say, this staggering and eye-opening statistic means that only 2 to 25% of mental and physical illness comes from an environment or your genetics. And I, I think it's just such an example that for some of us, some of those listening, this is going to be something that's a product of your environment or a product of your brain chemistry. But for the majority of us, 75 to 98% of us, this is your thought life. This is the, yeah. the enemy stealing, killing, and destroying in your mind, and you're seeing it in your life. Wow. Wow. That is incredible. No. That, that, that makes me think about a lot. But you said something in that story that I want to ask a, a follow-up on. Yeah. You said you picked a school out of state, Florida, because it was the scariest thing to do. T- tell me about that. What does that mean? Why would I pick something scary? Yeah, and I, I had lived so much of my life comfortable and unable to break that cycle of like, I'm going to do what I know. I'm going to do what's comfortable. I'm going to be in control. And it was just part of me surrendering. I'm not in control and I need to get uncomfortable. And there was a big piece of my healing I knew I couldn't do back home. And that's not gonna be everyone's story, but when I was looking at my options, I'm like, moving somewhere where I know no one, and for a planner, I have no plan, (laughs) you know? All of these things was like, this is the scariest option, and I know I need to step out. Like, I need to draw a line in the sand. Um, And I think we all have those moments. Sometimes they're not as dramatic, but we all, you know, get to wake up every day and decide, like, what am I going to do to push myself into fear and, and, and face it and be uncomfortable? Wow, that is incredible. Uh, the massive statistic, so much of the stress and anxiety happens in our, our, our thoughts yeah. and in our minds. Um, how do we get out of it? What Absolutely. do we need to do? Yeah, I think there's some great spiritual disciplines yeah. that can, you know, I'm, I lean on that side because of my faith background, but it really is, and science continually supports, you know, what we see in the Bible. So one is reading the scripture and meditating on mm-hmm. the word of God. Um, it says in Psalms, it says, be still and know that I'm God. And just that practice for an anxious person to physically be still, but even just mentally be still. To be still and meditate on his word and to stop ruminating and start meditating. And I, I have to wow. find myself pausing all the time. I had something that happened last week and I was trying to go to bed at night and I'm just like replaying the scenario over and over and the words they said over and I like could not stop. And I just had to finally just pray and quote scripture to myself and say, I'm going to meditate on your word, not the word they spoke over me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put an end to this. And I'm going to go to bed because I'm tired, you know, and we can just get lost in ruminating and, and what's going on in our life. And our thought life really does control our environment. Also worship, putting on worship music, right. just mm-hmm. creating an atmosphere um, where you can be encouraged and, and hear the right things, prayer. 
Um, Philippians 4, 6 says, be anxious about nothing, but in everything with prayer and petition, present your requests to God. So spending time praying, and we have so many resources, and we can put some things in the show notes about how to lean into these disciplines. Um, but I love this, Dr. Caroline Leaf, again, um, she has a book that I've loved that's really changed my perspective called Switch on Your Brain. Um, but she had this quote in the book. She says, what you are thinking, oh, I'm sorry, it says 12 minutes of daily focused prayer. 12 minutes. Great. Doable, right? Doable. Yeah, Might pr- be a stretch. Probably, yep. 12 minutes of focused prayer over an eight-week period can change the brain to such an extent it can be measured on a brain scan. And of just leaning into these times of meditation and worship and prayer of really when we can do focused time in God's word and we can literally be still mm-hmm. and know that he's God that 12 minutes a day for an eight-week period, scientifically, the difference that it makes can be measured on a brain scan. Yeah, Talk about rewiring your brain, yes. reshaping your thoughts. Yes. So there's so many spiritual disciplines that play into this. Some others that I love is daily declarations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have declarations I declare over my life every morning um, just to remind myself who I am, to, to anchor myself in that. Another one I put is, and some of these you might not think as a spiritual discipline, but I would argue they're very spiritual. Yeah. Um, one I put is being out in nature. Okay. And, and that's how I connect with God. I love being outside and I just seeing the beauty of creation. But I love the story of Job in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you're not familiar with the story, you know, Job is stripped of everything. His family dies. I mean, his health is taken away. His wealth is taken away. And he's asking this question, God, why am I suffering? God, why am I suffering? Why are you doing this to me over and over and over again? And at the end of the message, after all of this, God doesn't answer Job's why. But instead, he takes him through creation. Wow. And, and he shows him his creation. And, and he was like, Are, were you there? You know, when I breathed the stars, were you there? And he shows Job the beauty of his creation. And that answers Job's question. And it's such an interesting story That's because after, like after Job sees all of this, he's like, who am I to question God? You know, and it kind mm-hmm. of, he didn't get an answer to why he was suffering or why he's so anxious. But just seeing the beauty of God's creation like resolve something in him. So I love getting in nature and even, you know, grounding and some scientific things are starting to parallel with that, but also working out um, that we are not, you know, if our thought life is controlling our emotions and part of our soul, like our body is connected to that. Mm -hmm. And you might not think like working out is not really spiritual. I would argue it's very spiritual, like to care for for what is called the temple of God's spirit in Romans. Um, I had a friend who's recently diagnosed with cancer, Mm. about to go through chemo, and um, his doctor actually told him and said, if you will go walk for 40 minutes a day, it is proven to be more effective than these chemo treatments we're going to give you. And I was like, Florida, I'm like, I should probably start walking a little, you know, like walk 40 minutes a day, and it's going to heal your body more than we can with medicine. And just leaning into some of these, it might not feel like a spiritual discipline, but things that are really going to fuel your soul, fuel your body. Um, Another I have on here as a spiritual discipline would be confession and therapy. Yeah. And I know like therapy might not seem like a spiritual discipline, but James 5.16 says, confess your sins to one another and pray for each other that you should be healed. And I believe when you're when you're seeing a therapist, a professional licensed counselor, that you are doing the act of confessing mm-hmm. and and finding healing. And it's so important that we have these places and rhythms in our life. Um, 
And then the last one I put is be a student of your own soul. Yeah. Uh, of, of study your own soul, know yourself, know your triggers. Know, um, I have a mentor who always tells me like, know when you're thin. Mm. And I, I know the times, like the times of day and the seasons when I'm, when I'm running a little thin and I know anxiety is going to, tr- mornings for me, trying to get every, those kids ready in the morning, lunch is packed, everything, yeah. you know, My and like I, I, I can start to go a little thin. Um, and I, so I know what I need to do to prepare to, to beat that. So these are, I know I listed several spiritual disciplines, but yeah. I would just encourage anyone listening, if there's something that stands out to you, dig into it, make space for it in your life because you really are going to notice a change, compound effect. Mm-hmm. So probably not immediately, not in a week, but but stick to it and you'll see fruit. Yeah, it, it reminds me so many times you said it might not seem like a spiritual discipline. Right. And there's a an old ancient heresy that... Uh, your your spiritual self is different from your physical right. self, yeah, and that's come back in a lot of ways today. And the, yes. the reality is that you don't have a spiritual self and a physical self; you have a self. Yes, it's called a soul, and you got to take care of right all of it. And so, it's all if it's a discipline for you, it is a spiritual discipline. Even making your bed in the morning, just showing that like I have a little bit of control yes. over my life. Yes, it, it changes how we think, how we enter into the day. So that was all so good. I mean, I want to go write all of those down. I, I practice a lot of them, yeah. daily decorations in the morning. Um, Psalm 101, that's something that kind of reads mm-hmm. like a declaration. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll declare that over me. I'm going to, so it, that's incredible. That's, that's incredible. Uh, what would you say? To the young adult who feels like that sounds great, you listed twelve steps to be disciplined. I might physical, spiritual, but I don't have time. Yeah, and how do I get out of that? You know, I might say that's probably why you feel so anxious <laughs> is that I don't have time. And also, I did list a lot of things. Slowly implement. You know, find what works in your rhythm and schedule. But um, I would say, is what's your wor- healing worth to you? Wow, like is it worth it? You know, and until mm-hmm. you get to a point where fighting for healing is worth it, you're always never going to have time and it's right. not going to be a priority. Um, and I would just encourage those listening, like, get there sooner than later. Like, be willing to heal yeah. and, and do the hard work and create margin in your life. A great book is called Stolen Focus. Um, but you have to be able to create some sort of margin in your life. And even I've done, I've listed out everything I need to do and all my priorities. And I've just had to readjust and realign things. Um, I do have a daily declaration that I do every morning, and it's, yeah. I am disciplined. Yes. I tell my time what to do. I will n- not live distracted or in regret. There and you go. that's one because I run out of time, and I run out of margin. And I just remind myself, I'm not going to live distracted. I'm not going to live in regret, and my healing's worth it to me to fight for these things. And everything we know about social media, I'm not going to go into all the statistics today, but we know, and you can research it yourself it's killing our mental health. It's causing comparison. It is can be so harmful um, to our brains and our health that I would just encourage anyone listening who feels like they don't have time. What are you willing to sacrifice to make some time? Like I haven't been on Instagram in about two months now. Okay. Because I know, like I I can read the statistics and I know, and it's not worth it to me. So I keep telling people, I'm like, if you get engaged, if anyone's pregnant, let me know, because I probably missed out and, and I didn't yeah. see your announcement, but it's not worth it to me to sacrifice my mental health. So I would just find the things for you mm-hmm. that you're going to draw a line in the sand on. Wow. That's great. 
Uh, you haven't been on Instagram in the past two months. Yeah, so if you guys are pregnant, I don't know. So let, not, let me know. Okay. We are not <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, that's that's pretty crazy. You guys are launching a, a campus with Christ Fellowship, and you're not on Instagram. Yeah, I didn't know that was possible to do something it, it, significant in your career without posting know, about it. It's shocking. That is <laughs> that is pretty wild. Uh, tell us, what would you say to the to the person who is like I, I've tried it. Uh, I've tried to get the margin. I've tried to just do one at a time, but I can go about a week, maybe two weeks, yeah. and I just can't seem to stick with it. How, how can you help us there? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first I'd just say be gracious with yourself so um, because the more you beat yourself up about it, the more anxious you're going to become, mm -hmm. and, and the more requirements you try to put on your life, the more anxious you're probably going to feel, and you, you just need to be gracious with your walk. Yeah, um, so I had a good. mentor tell me once, and she was like, if God came right now, sat down with you, and told you everything in your life that needs to change, you'd be crushed. Like, you yeah. couldn't handle handle the weight of it. And I was so frustrated because I felt like I just kept circling these same issues. And they were like, you should be encouraged that Jesus knows you're ready for a little bit more healing. Mm -hmm. And he, he's ready to bring you back to this to heal more. And I've, I've heard the analogy of it's like a spiral staircase. that You're going to circle the same issue yep. over and over again, but at a higher level. Wow. Um, and I, I love this story um, of the Israelites. They've been in slavery 400 years in Egypt. All right. Long That's, time. It's a really hard to imagine that amount of time. 400 years identity as a slave. Mm -hmm. And God radically rescues them out of slavery. And I love what he says. Um, this is in Exodus 13. Jesus is, or God is talking. He says, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though it was shorter. There was a shorter, faster way to get there. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. Wow. So God led the people around by the desert road towards the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so interesting, God's care for his people. Mm -hmm. And I, I think about that as people walk out of a mental health struggle of depression or anxiety, that there might be a fast cut way to get there. Mm -hmm. But God knows that if you face war, you're just going to turn around. And yeah. there's going to be war. There's going to be battle to fight for this freedom. So it might feel like a roundabout way through the wilderness, but I would just encourage whoever's listening, embrace it. Embrace it. Like the wilderness is where the Red Sea was parted, mm -hmm. where they saw miracles, where right. God spoke to his people. And I would just embrace the wilderness of healing. Um, don't look at the shortcut way that God's protecting you from things you can't see. Um, and then I would just say, don't fight alone. That's great. Like you're going to get discouraged if you're fighting alone, that you need to fight with community, fight with other people. If you're here at Christ Fellowship, you need to be at young adults at 20s and 30s or That's college right. nights, that you need to be going to celebrate recovery or involved in a freedom class because you don't want to fight alone for your freedom. And I love the example that's in 1 Samuel 13 and 14, and it's this war that's about to happen. And all the Israelites, 600 of them, are hiding in a cave. Wow. They're just hiding. They're like, I can't face this. I'm not leaving. And I know some of us feel like that. You're like, I'm just going to hide. Like, I cannot face what is outside of this cave. Um, but two people with one sword go out together and they're like, we're going to face this. Like, we yeah. can, t together, we can take this. The odds are against us. We don't feel equipped, but together we can take this down. And I would just encourage people, don't fight alone. Find someone to fight with. Find someone who's going to get out of the cave with you. Um, and fight for your freedom because it's it's worth fighting for. 
Uh, I, you've said it a couple of times. What's your healing worth? What's your freedom worth? They're, yeah. they're worth fighting for. Like Absolutely. this is, it's difficult. It takes discipline. It takes focus. It takes, you got to plan this out. You've got to stick with it. Be gracious, but it's all worth it. Yes. Because uh, you even mentioned that word, that verse, be anxious about nothing, but pray about everything. And the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. Like there is a yeah. life, John 10, 10, where you can be anxious about nothing. Yeah. And that can be reality. Absolutely. We've got to fight for it. Jesus you has do. already won the battle. He's done that side of it. But we got to do our part. We got to go into this. Absolutely. That's, that's so great. If you were, if you're going to uh, hop on Google, because I mean, we all, we all search stuff up all the time. I just watched the World Cup. Um, I never watched soccer before. Yep. That was all of us. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was great. I'm watching the game, and as I'm watching the game, I'm Googling, how, how in the world does this work? How do I figure this out? So if I was going to Google, <laughs> yeah. why am I anxious? What would you, if you could control Google, right? Yep. You could give populated an answer. I wish I could. <laughs> Someone else does, but. <laughs> what would you say? Um, well, I had a little heads up about this question, so I wrote something down. Okay. Um, this is what I think. Google should say. It should say, anxiety is complex and the product of many factors. So is healing. But for most of us, the battle is fought and won in the thought life. Right. The real question isn't, why am I so anxious? It is, do you want to be well? Wow. And I love that's the question Jesus asks in the Gospels. In John 5, there's a man who has been you know, an invalid, he can't move um, for over 30 years. And Jesus' question to him is not why, what happened? How are you feeling? It's like, do you want to be well? Do you want to be well? And that, that would be my question is, is, you know, just what we've been circling on, is it worth fighting for? Mm -hmm. Do you want to be well? Because freedom is there. And I want to just end sharing this verse in Romans 15. Um, this is my prayer for anyone listening today is that may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that it may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Paul's writing this, he goes on to say, he says, for I am convinced my brothers and sisters that you are full of goodness, filled with knowledge and competent. Yet I have written to you quite boldly at some points to remind you about them again. And I just wanna say quite boldly to remind some people today yeah. that you're filled with goodness, you're filled with knowledge and you're competent. Like you can do this is Come basically on. what Paul's saying. Like you've got this. You've got everything you need. You've got this. So let me encourage you and I'll read the first part one more time. That my prayer is may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That is so good. Thank you so much. Yeah. All of this has been incredible, but my favorite part about this podcast is it doesn't stay a conversation. Uh, we've got resources. Can you tell us a little bit about what's coming up in these show notes whenever you click on Absolutely. it? Absolutely. So please check them out. I got some of my favorite book recommendations in there. Okay. And then um, we did a series called Mind Games as a church, and we'll have some of those messages and resources, daily declarations, verses you can meditate on and memorize in there. Yeah, that is so good. I love it. If you, uh, I know you've got your book recommendations there. You've talked about a couple books. If you could pick one book for everybody to read to help us with this, what yes, would it be? It's definitely Switch on Your Brain okay. by Dr. Caroline Leaf would yeah. be the number one. Um, gives you a great view of the science of things. And then mm -hmm. at the end of the book, it walks you through a 21-day brain detox 
So some the structural thing that you can walk through, and I promise we'll see a difference at the yeah. end. Oh, that's so good. Uh, you haven't been on Instagram, but you might hop back on. How oh, can yeah. we stay in contact with you? Definitely. I'm uh, Nat Glenferg on Instagram, so I'll, I'll hop back on. I probably need to check and see see what's going on <laughs> out there. So That's great. We love you. We love your family. Uh, Westlake is launching so yes. soon. We need you to post a lot about it, okay? Okay. We, we need just, to stay. just for you guys. I'll get back on for a little bit. <laughs> we love you so much. Thank you for being a part of it. Everybody, thank you for joining this episode of the Young and Adulting Podcast. Why am I so anxious? I think I've got a couple answers, and I've got a couple next steps. Make sure that you come right back here for the next episode. If this was something that was a benefit, a blessing to your life, Comment, like it, share it uh, with anybody you know. I mean, let's get some grandmas, let's get some cousins and some coworkers in the Young and Adulting Podcast. We'll see you back next week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.